listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time. It's Enjoy an Album, bitch. It's a big week. It's Britney, bitch. It's uh, it's Chris MacArthur Boyd, bitch. Yeah, it's um, it's Lil Widow, bitch. And um, hello to I, I suspect um, some of the pod part timers, the ones who only yeah, the fair weather pod fans who only Don't only come for the big shame ones. Shame the guests. Don't shame the guests. I feel like this is like uh, do you know when you go to a dinner party where a couple and they're having a big argument and they're like. Bickering at mm. each other, and it makes the guests feel really. That's what I mean. That's what this uh, whole podcast is: me and you bickering like that. Oh uh, yeah, that's what people are here <laughs> for. Surely, if you don't like that, then uh, yeah, you're right to turn off now. But this feels like you're bickering with your lover, aka every listener, accusing some of them of being fair weather fans, and it's some a, of them of being uh, real e a a heads. But there are, there's a difference between the e a heads and the uh, the 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 fair weather fans. Sure, there's there's no. No reason to make it a big problem, just that there are... Well, I feel like a disgruntled There are guest. some people who will just turn up for the big events, and there are some people who turn up and on a Tuesday night uh, when it's raining in Stoke, and those are the ones that I give my more love to. When Alice Coltrane is taking a journey into Satchadananda... Yeah. You know, it's... You need, the real, you need ones, the real ones are there for your... <laughs> for, your for your... Eggy Bumyassi by Can. As as well as your blackout <laughs> by Britney Spears, and I know I just know I'm just saying hello and welcoming back to Fairweathers who haven't been here since David Bowie or the weekend, mm-hmm. which was only the last two weeks. So now, yeah, ne- so, so now we're in your routine, bitch, and we're gonna drop a Loretta Lynn next week, and you're not gonna not know what to do. And I promise you, we say bitch too much in this episode because it comes up on the album. The album starts with Britney saying, "It's Britney, mm. bitch." I say it because I think it's a fun word to say. Liam says it because he hates yeah. women. I am promising you when Loretta Lynn shows up next week, we won't be saying no. that word. We'll be talking about coal mining, West Virginia, labor. Liam's going to get his latest issue of the Tribune out and we're going to talk about feminism. Oh, and, wait. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that. But this week, it's all about sexy finger fingering and discos and stuff. <laughs> And a wee bit about conservatorships, but mostly... Sexy fingering and discos. Yeah. Uh, the crisps. Um, f- you're fingering them to get more of that extra flavour dust on your... Just as we're talking about fingering empty packets of discos to get salt and vinegar on your little fingies, of course you can buy tickets to see both of us at the end. I have a thing. joke about crisps. I have a routine about crisps in this show, which you can look forward to. Um, I'm not doing any crisp stuff this year. Hey, you got time. I've got time. I've got time. To quote Regina Spector, we've got time. So, let's uh, get right into the app. No fucking and ducking. Thanks, Will McKay, for the edit. Buy tickets to our friend show, Monkey Barrel Lean, with Nancy from McArthur Boyd. Enjoy the episode. It's Britney Spears. It's Blackout. Have a nice time.
It was Rolling Stone magazine's introduction to Blackout by Britney Spears. The pop queen vents all her raging party girl hostility in Blackout, the weirdest, wildest music of her life. Blackout is her avant disco concept album about fame, scandal, divorce, and dancing on tables in a cloud of glitter and Cheeto dust. I'm Miss American Dreams since I was 17, Britney sneers in Peace of Me, with her voice warped into an electropunk snarl. When she asks, you want a piece of me? She's either pimping herself out or threatening to kick your ass. Either way, it's Britney, bitch. I'm its American Dreams since I was 17. This is the only Britney album on the list. It sure is. You think they would do this? You can't... Not comparing Britney Spears to uh, Marvin Gaye, but you think they would throw in a influential weird album in the 400s and then later on they'd be like, oh, and by the way, uh, one more time. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I fully expected when we were covering this that this would be one of two, at least, mm-hmm. Britney um, inclusions on the list. Just for, you know, maybe not as a musically... Um, coherent piece of work but more as a influence on you know the last 20 years of pop music if if this album's inclusion is based on its influence of the 10 years of pop music that followed it then surely that's true of her debut as well you would assume so she was certainly on the rolling stone front cover twice yeah. at the heyday pre this album just, just one of the many inconsistencies thrown up by the tabulation don't uh, get me started on the tabulation <laughs> inconsistencies with this list because honestly I will fucking just leap out the window yeah so there's I mean Britney has I mean been omnipresent in our lives really did you hear the Britney Since... Spears before this week uh, yeah I had I don't want to show off but I actually I was uh, I was aware of Britney since uh, real early stuff mm-hmm. you know uh Baby, one more time. It's called. Do you Baby. remember the first time you heard that song? Um, I remember someone talking about it at school before I'd heard it. Um, and then and then seeing it a few days later. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, all right, yeah. I love that wee guitar lick. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, it was just, it was just crazy. There was like a crazy, you know, it's probably hard to explain to younger people what that feeling was like of like pre-viral um, like buzz, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Whereby now, you know, if that was happening, you'd be able to access the video mm-hmm. incredibly quickly and have a look. Whereas, you know, then you had to put on a music channel and wait for it to... Back oh. in the day, you had to put on... Bloody MTV. Wait. I had yeah. gone to radio where they'd only be playing it once every minute. Right, TV. Black and right TV. You'd have to phone up and say, have you got that Britney? John Peel were there. <laughs> no, we're playing the undertones for the 80th time in a row. Fucking hell, John. Um, but I, would, I remember watching it. But I think, I mean, what year was that? Like 1999 or something? Yeah. So I would have been like six. So mm. I look back now and I watch the Hit Me Baby One More Time video and I'm like, oh my God, she's 17. She's dressed yeah. like a schoolgirl. 
she's all fucking many skirted up and it's weird. I mean, that's interesting because like, it's definitely like, it's so weird and inappropriate, <laughs> but like, again, I was, would have been 11 or something. So to me, it was utterly sexless. Yeah. Like I just, I didn't see, you know what I mean? I was too young to, too young to be horny. I was too young to uh, be horny. You still are too young to be horny. Mm. You're too horny to be young. <laughs> That's how it feels. So I, know, yeah, I don't. I looked at the time. I was like, "Oh my god." Uh, I wasn't like, "Oh my god." I was just like, "Oh, that's probably what it's like in high school." You know? <laughs> yeah, you were looking forward to. Oh. Uh, oh wow, that's how I'm gonna dress. Yeah, I was very like. I remember being in primary school and in French class to do like mon mère et mon père. You know, your mum and your dad, your brother, your sister. Mm. Uh, frère Israel. Um you had to do like a kind of like a piece of paper and you had to cut out celebrities who would be your like dream mum and dad and stuff and uh what yeah and then you put them in what the... a weird project yeah I know it was kind of weird who, what celebrities would you rate would you replace your parents with in French <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks Miss Smith you freak <laughs> uh, and I put in like because I was really into wrestling at the time. I put in, like, wrestlers as my mom and, really? and my sister. But all the wrestlers were in, like, bikinis and shit. So my, remember my French teacher? I put in Sable as, yeah. like, uh, my mom and my sister. And she was, like, she was in Playboy. Do you know what I mean? And all, the only picture I could print off for the internet was, like, a bikini woman. Did you get in trouble? Or was your French teacher, like, was well, a pretty odd task to start with, so? No, she was just like, oh, she's got big boobs. And I was like, does she? Are you sure this was a teacher? This may have been. Who was... Do you remember who the father... Who you replaced... It's quite Freudian. It is who really did you Freudian. your father with? Yoko Zuna, who was like a big fat sumo wrestler. wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> a big sumo wrestler. Yeah, who died and, of uh, a WWE fat. diva. <laughs> Mummy, daddy! You're fat and I want to bang you! You know, pretty sick shit. But I, and I remember wow. like in primary school I had this thing and it was like oh you need to draw your own uh, superhero and I had this yeah. book the 500 greatest supervillains all the time so I got I kind of drew this uh, woman you know a super, woman superhero and then the girl was the next to me was like why are her boobs so big and I was like what are you talking about that's just how boobs are she was like they're really big and she put she got a teaching assistant over she was like how big are they boobs and she was like they are big Christopher as in you had dream- drawn them bigger than they, you were tracing them from I wasn't tracing them I'm not a hack um you know i was just drawn by hand based on influences yeah. so I, I i mean i was really kind of like too much horny. sex i wasn't horny but I, sounds it i had just You're had a, very, a horny and, uh, world view but i wasn't horny myself but you were you were casting playboy bunnies as your mum and drawing big b- b- bazingas and then britney came out and you're like oh yeah this is normal seems normal yeah this is normal that me. was your world yeah i know i i just i remember it happening and then you know the the rise and then slow decline of uh of britney's public image mm-hmm. to then the conversation which is oh isn't it terrible the way we treat celebrities mm-hmm. to then the the last few years of the free britney you know let's let's as instead of as a uh the general public you know, being complicit in the badness which celebrities go through, we'll try and use the, our force for good in order to make ourselves feel better about our earlier com- complicity. To what extent do you think that that relationship with Britney is based on the fact that she's 40 now? 
and they're like, well, we don't want you to be that type of person. Or do you just do you genuinely think that? I uh, yeah, that's interesting because now you know uh, because she 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 was like a she's like a baby, like a live baby when she was American Dream when she was seventeen. Yeah, like sing, literally sings like a little baby and dresses like a schoolgirl. So it is like, oh, this. She's our sweetheart. And oh no, she's gone bad. And now she's like, oh, you know, at 40. So in Hollywood eyes, old lady. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you can you can have your life back now from your dad now that you're 40. Yeah. That's what, it's, yeah. That's what how it sounds to me. Did you have any favourite Britney songs? Um, Toxic is an all-time banger. Insane how good that song is. Did you know that's a yeah. Bollywood sample? You know what? Uh, I, d- I didn't, but I can immediately hear it. I, d- I listened to that riff. That yeah. For years, and then today I was reading up on it, and it was like, it was Bollywood, and I was like, as soon as you hear the word Bollywood, the, the I don't even know what instrument that is, but you just hear the Indian Hollywood thing, man, you know? Yeah. Um. So that song uh, kind of tainted for me, because I remember the couple of days after it came out, um, I was arrested for shoplifting in Ropping in, in, in Romford Shopping Mall. Oh no! Um, what were you stealing, bro? I stole Vaseline. Oh, uh, you think I'm holding? Yeah, you're the one stealing lube. It was because I was on some quite strong acne medication, oh. and um, I went to get some Vaseline from the Boots. And uh, then you know, I was like 13 or 14. The guys I was with, like, hey, let's go look at the links. So we went and looked at the links. Um, they keep live live animals in Bromford Shopping Mall. I'm kidding. The deodorant, of course. Uh-huh. And I forgot I was holding this Vaseline, so I left the shop. And then a few minutes later, a security guard turned up and uh, and took me to the you know the area where they take shoplifters mm-hmm. and uh, and handed me over. And to I the was police. sat there. Well, the police never officially got involved <laughs> mm-hmm. with this 99p tub of Vaseline theft, but my parents were called <gasps> and had to come to Romford. It took them about an hour. So I was sat in this little security office um, where they where they keep the shoplifters. My, it was, I remember looking up and seeing all of the confiscate, confiscated shoplifted goods next to each other, um, which they had kind of added post-it notes with their value uh-huh. on them. So there was straighteners, eighty nine pounds. You know this fancy perfume, eighteen pounds. And then Marwan look Vaseline, ninety nine p. Yeah. I remember saying, "Can I just give you a pound and go?" Yeah. And the guy's like, "No way, mate. You're a shoplifter. You have to stay here till your parents come." My parents came and picked me up, and um, yeah, they were pretty embarrassed about the whole thing. Yeah, that sounds like. And anyway, the whole hour I was waiting there. They, what, it was like Radio 1 or something, mm-hmm. and Toxic had just come out, and they played it and spoke about it. They played the song three times in the course of like an hour, uh-huh. and they spoke about it the whole time. So when I hear Toxic, I think of being in that in that security guard's office. That's tragic, isn't it? What a great song when to be selling. When the taste of your lips are not arise, yeah, I'm bad. toxic down, slipping under. Slip Taste for Poison yeah. Paradise, yeah. Absolutely, I understand what you mean, Brittany. Poison Paradise, the forbidden fruit, oh, the 99p Vaseline. <laughs> you can look, but you can't touch, baby. You're down and down, slipping under. Would have been a one lot easier friend... to slip under if you were coated in Vaseline. One of my friends nicknamed me Smooth Criminal, which... Um, it's pretty close. Is... 
is pretty good mm. actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so that that do you have a a, a, a fantastic? Uh, do you have a favorite Britney track? Toxic's up there. I think mean, it's a bit of a cliche choice. No offense to you. Um, it's kind of generally regarded as oh, that's the song where everybody realised oh, pop music's good. Forgot. Mm. Um, slave for you. Oof. I'm a slave. Of course you would choose that. It's the horniest song. I got so time. horny. It's kind of funny that she was like, I'm a slave for you, and then she ended up literally enslaved by her father. I mean, it's not funny. I don't find, I don't find that funny. I, and I think it's shocking that you do. <laughs> shocking. Um, I, th- I, I like the song she does with Madonna. What one's that? The one with the kiss? Hey, Britney. I hear you like to lose control. Welcome over here. I got something to show ya. That's what they, that's what Madonna sings in it, and yeah, they kissed. Whoa! Now that by that by the time that Madonna and Britney were kissing, that's a few years after "Baby One More Time," mm-hmm. and let me tell you, by that point, the naive, sexless Liam was but mere memory, mm-hmm. and the kiss was like, "Whoa! What the hell? These they're both ladies. They're both women." And there's a bit of saliva that comes. When they come away from each other, and it don't make to, the noise. It pans to Justin in the crowd, and he's like, I can't believe you two What are... the hell is going on here? We just broke up, and now you're kissing that old woman. <laughs> That's so oh, fucked up. I have been done here. <laughs> he tried... I'm just going to go have sex with every woman on the planet, but you keep snogging grannies, love. No, but then he's like, oh, I'm going to go rip off uh, Janet Jackson's nipple plate, man. You know, that was his revenge. Look how that panned out for her. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, Oops, I did so, it again. Class. Stronger. Oops, class. I, I played with your heart. Got lost in the game. You drive me crazy. I, I just, just can't, can't see. Oh, I'm so excited. It's meant to be oh crazy. You know what? You know what's annoying, actually, is that, who was it? Al Green had like a Greatest Hits compilation on this. Mm-hmm. It would make way more sense for it to be a greatest hits Britney compilation. I think mm. personally, I could live with that. I would, yeah, I could live with that as well. Maybe that and this, or that instead of this, whatever. Uh, Womanizer, pretty class. That was after Blackout. Womanizer, womanizer. Yeah, womanizer. But uh, yeah, I think she's, I think she's class, man. <clears throat> Big fan. You watch yeah, any I mean, uh, documentaries this week, huh? Yeah, well, we both have. We both watched separate documentaries. So I watched a documentary from 2008. Mm. Um, the year after Hit. Yeah, so it's kind of... Her her life is back on track after Blackout, you know? Because this album was overshadowed a bit by the, the tabloid scandals, mm. one after the <laughs> other, um, which I'm sure we'll get into. So this, this documentary... I watched was about the preceding year sort of going on from the starting point being a disastrous appearance at the VMAs um, or up until the release of uh, of Circus. Mm. So Womanizer being uh, part of that. And it was a good insight into, you know, how grueling life for someone that famous and continuing to just do everything is, was the know, Adnan guy in it, the photographer that she fell in love with? Um, I mean, I, I, he's not interviewed or anything. I'm assuming that he's in some shots because, mm. yeah, there's a, the access is pretty good. Um, and 
you just get a good indication of like just what how fucking full on life was non-stop literally you know the most famous person in the world essentially every time she left her house in her car two cars worth of security around her and then 50 cars worth of paparazzi following to go anywhere you know and so there's a there's an interesting bit where they try to go to a shop in new york and so they park up and then you know a swarm of paparazzi photographers you know, she gets out of the car and then there's hundreds of guys with their big long lens cameras fighting to get to her and then they're like this is too dangerous get her back in the car so she's thrown back in the car and they drive off and the the there's you see one of the paparazzis mm-hmm. going fucking mental at the rest of them going what are you doing why we need the shots now none of us can get fucking pictures because you wouldn't stand out of the way you dickheads mm. now none of us are going to make money mm. A uh, hundred thousand so yeah, dollars you could have got for a, a Britney Spears pop at that point in time. Yeah, crazy, crazy amount of of money. Also, her daddy's in it a bit, um, and you see the kind of uh, yeah. I mean, you don't. It, 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 this is two thousand eight, so it's before the sort of relationship that they were have financially was even being discussed. But you you see a bit of like her. Um, she does like impressions of her dad in this documentary. She's quite funny. Oh, she's, when she's so like, sweet. Yeah. When she's relaxed and when she's like with her friends, there's loads of footage of her like goofing around and like doing bits. Mm-hmm. So she's like doing funny impressions of her dad, and this is what my dad's like on the phone. And but you can see that like that whole household is like a fucking screwed up s- stress box. It's of... Like my French family. Yeah. So that messed up. Where my dad's a sumo wrestler, my mom's Brock Lesnar's wife. You know? Yeah, and you're and you're not a wrestler at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a wee boy. <laughs> yeah, how disappointing. Um, I uh, and you uh, and you watched the documentary, the one on Netflix. I right? watched the Netflix documentary, Britney versus Spears. <clears throat> Starts off in 2007, um, already famous, and it's about her falling in love with one of the. It's like a pure crazy story. She falls in love with this guy called Adnan, who's one of the paparazzi. And he's following her everywhere. And then... I'm your biggest fan. You'll follow me until you love me. Papa, Papa, paparazzi. Do you, think, do you think that song's about them? No. But, um... It's about falling in love with a paparazzi person. It's got to be. I know it's a Lady Gaga song, obviously, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but then I doubt she... I don't know. Let's not cast aspersions. But basically, this paparazzi guy's following her everywhere. She gets to... Uh, uh, at a petrol station she goes out and she tries to get the petrol thing the nozzle and the hole in the car I don't know what these things are called I don't drive she tries to get the nozzle and the hole but then the guy's like can I help you and she and then he, she like falls in love with this guy so oh, different people so she falls in love with what a meet cute yeah anyway they stop talking eventually um, and, her dad... and that's what a documentary's about the day at the <laughs> petrol station <laughs> Britney versus Spears it's... should have called Britney versus Nozzle to keep the tone good on the pod, I'm not going to go into the fact that she was uh, taken prisoner by her dad for over a decade. And well, I think it's relevant. We'll probably come up at some point. It may come up at some point. Extorted, <laughs> um, you know, financially deprived yeah. by and taken advantage of. And this conservatorship thing, if you don't know. Just just watch the documentary. It's really good. There's one bit that really annoyed me. Uh, there was this woman who kept coming up who I think worked 
as part of Britney's stage show, and they'll go, tell us about Britney's, um, tell us about Britney's father. And she go, I, I can't speak to that. You know, I, I, I'm sorry, but it's, it's too much hassle. I can't speak to that. You know? And then they'll be like, uh, so how did Britney feel about performing? She'll be like, well, Britney loved performing. I can't go into any further than that. You know, I can't speak to that. And it's like, you're, you're talking to it in the documentary. <laughs> you have to speak to that. What else are you going to speak about? Can we talk about me? No. You know, what, what, I feel like you never asked how my day was. What was Britney's um, favorite dinner? She, she she liked to eat. I can't talk to that though. I can't go. I, it's too much hate, you know. I can't have the full force of the food industry coming down on me. Uh, my documentary opened with her dad making her food, actually, so I can tell you what Ooh. she likes to eat. And he's making her something called cheese grits. Oh, I've heard that. This is a thing for me. Like I like southern culture and grits as a food. I don't know what grits is. It's like a cheesy, creamy sort of side sauce. Right. It's like a cheese sauce. I've heard that if you let it harden, it's one of the dishes where it's hard to clean the bowl after because it's hardened so much to the bowl. And her dad is like, oh, we don't have any of that uh, pre-grated cheese. So, uh, and he's just like tearing up like a shitty plastic like slice of cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, like the really cheap cheese slices. Yeah. He's like tearing one of those up over a bowl. I like to make her cheese grits. <laughs> She's the most famous woman in the world, man. But she is an Alabama sweetheart, you know. She is an Alabama sweetheart. Sure, but, uh, <laughs> you know, get some grated cheese. Well, we're on, we kind of went past the topic, but every week I like to do the BMF, the uh, Bette Midler Factor, and link this week's artist with the nucleus of the universe, the atom that is music in America. And it's a very depressing uh, edition this week. Bette Midler has a... Britney Spears has a Bette Midler factor of one because wow. Bette Midler... They f- she fucked her in a broom closet? Well, it's kind, of, kind of related to that in a sense. She, she Bette Midler got interviewed and she called uh, Britney Spears a wild and woolly slut. Wow. Yeah. Bette, I know. come on. You weren't getting fingered right- by Bowie and Jagger and same time, getting spit roasted over here. Well, finger roasted. And, uh, you know, and then, um, and now 20 years later, and it's, she was calling her that because she was getting photographed upskirts and she didn't have underwear on. And it's like, you know, people can get a breeze if they want, you know, but it's really the fault of the person who's taking the photograph, isn't it? Bet. Yeah. Miss Midler. Thanks very much. Yeah. People are shoving cameras up people's skirts. They, They shouldn't have to wear underwear if they don't want to. We shouldn't know whether or not people are wearing underwear. It should be unknown. That's what the un stands for in underwear. Unknown underwear. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you get a good uh, unhinged YouTube comment of the week? Uh, no. And I'm finding it increasingly difficult because every week I scroll through comments <laughs> and it just says stuff like, my dad was murdered when I was 14 <laughs> and this is the song I listened to. That's unhinged. Well, that's what I saw this week on Piece of Me. Oh. Which seems weird as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want a piece of me. You want a piece of me. Yeah. I mean, I don't want a piece of your dad, even if he was cut up any bits after he was murdered, you know? Yeah, it didn't go into details of how he was murdered. You can assume. Mm. 
I'm definitely assuming it. I got a good uh, YouTube, unhinged YouTube comment of the week from a lady called Jennifer Orlando Ludwig. This was seven months ago. And I believe it was under a trailer for Britney vs. Spears. Jennifer said, She lived only because of hope and the love she has for her two boys. Everyone in her disgusting family needs to rot in jail after she is paid back the money she is owed. That mansion her mom lives in is a great start. I lived 20 minutes from Brittany's family for seven years, and although it is a small farming town, a doctor, attorney, or any other rich person who wants a quiet private life would buy that home. My brother-in-law helped to build that house, and him being from small town Mississippi where Brittany went to school, he said that home is huge and gorgeous, and I am sure her mom has did upgrading on the house in the last 20 years she's lived in it. Brittany built that home for herself for when she had children and wanted to get away from Hollywood, but her evil mother stole it from her. Wow. Unhinged, man. I love to access the mind of a person like the that. The detail. <laughs> her brother-in-law helped build the house. I lived 20 minutes away for seven years. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, since we're sort of with a mum and mum and dad, let's do let's do the it's Britney bitch backstory. Secret pasho, secret secret pasho. You do it first, then of yours like now. you got no money. You got that bro secret pasho. Uh, Britney is uh, from Mississippi. Macomb is the the name of the small town mm-hmm. that they are from. Wait, I was dad. calling it an Alabama person. Is that a different place? Mississippi. Y- yeah. Oh shit. Go ahead. I just agreed because I started to doubt myself, but now, but then you said Mississippi there, and I'm looking at my notes, which says Macomb, Mississippi, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, different place. Mississippi, Alabama, they're different words. They are shit. Um, it's the Bible Belt, Macomb, and they were, you know, Southern Baptists growing up. His dad, James Spears, who you know will. Will pop up throughout this episode. Perhaps. I clicked on his Wikipedia page. He had a pretty tragic life himself, right? Hurt people hurt people. This is fucked up, okay? And this is, you know, one of the uh, tonal shifts that sometimes we have in this. But I, I think I've introduced it, you know, smoothly enough for it to not feel like fucking uh, a car crash. But uh, his mother... Mm-hmm. His mother killed herself yeah. on the grave Oof. of his brother right. who died young. Right. And then she went and killed himself when he was 13. You're not, yes. not going to have a healthy relationship with women when that happens. Well, or anyone probably. That's pretty fucked up, isn't it? So, um, yeah, that's a bit of his backstory. Um, and What did the mum do could... before she died, though? I don't know that. Mm. I do, I, the, the depths of Wikipedia don't go as far into what does uh, Britney Spears' grandmother do before she killed herself over a dead son's grave. I didn't know who... That, that citation needed, I'll add to that. I'll go on the Wikipedia <laughs> yeah. page and say, can we get some further information on this? Push push. Well, I don't know, really know. I don't think so. Because, you know, that whole Bible Belt area, people do have money, but it's a different kind of... It's not. It's not like posh... No, you know what I mean. Um, Lynn Spears ran a daycare in in. That's a, that's a working class job, isn't it? 
but but then there is stuff that is like that happens with a story where you're like well they I think they had a bit of you know ranch money or something you know what I mean slave money is that what you're saying no are you accusing uh, Britney Spears of being a Benedict Cumberbatch slave for you that's inappropriate get it get it get it get it uh. um so they were they were the ultimate sort of pushy parents yeah. Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, so in before Mickey Mouse Club, um, like she was doing all like local talent competitions, singing shows, but they also sent her to um, uh, a, a, a gymnastics training camp run by uh, Bella Caroli, or I'm probably mispronouncing that, Be- Bella Caroli, who was a Romanian um, gymnastics sort of guru who was behind the first ever um, perfect gymnastics score at the Olympic Games. Um, wow. He left Ro- left Romania, started up his own camp in America. He's basically responsible for all of America's Olympic golds. Um, he has not been, um, you know, uh, involved in this directly, but there was uh, the the camp that he set up. There was like loads of that that film, the uh, documentary film Athlete A on Netflix is about the 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 camp where he ran stuff. And there's all sorts of horrible stories about abuse that happened there. Um, so she was sent there. Um, to be, you know, to get gymnastics training at a young age. So that wouldn't have been cheap. You know what I mean? He's like the biggest guy in fucking world gymnastics. And they're sending, oh yeah, go and train there. It seems like they wanted her to be famous. Yeah. For for something. It worked. And then she went, yeah, well, and then she went and auditioned for the Mickey Mouse Club. She didn't get it first time. Um, but someone who uh, saw her said, Oh, you know she's she's great. We can put her, get her auditioning for other stuff. So then they moved to New York, oh. which again seems like a big, like that doesn't seem like that wouldn't have been an option to a, a lot of people. Oh yeah, come and move to New York, huh? I guess, but you know it's 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 not Lady Gaga, you know it's not Win Butler. Yeah, no, totally. I'm just saying it's I have. Uh, I'm unclear, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not willing to state my claim that these guys are working class heroes, but at the same time, they're not like landed gentry. If her dad's listening, a lot of bad stuff out there about her dad, but if he's making her grits and she's eating it, it's to real salt of the earth. MF is straight up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you mentioned the Mickey Mouse Club. She was uh, she was in it with uh, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, and, uh, and Ryan Gosling. Have you seen footage of her in that? No, I don't like her stuff like that, man. Um, her voice is completely different. Oh, really? She's got a big, belting ballad voice. Uh-huh. More similar to Christina Aguilera. Oh. She has that growl, that growl. Yeah. And it was only when she sort of first met and was first signed that she was trained to sing differently. Specifically, they said in a way that made it more obvious like more like undeniably this is her voice but i mean you only have to look at the marketing and and britney's go no they wanted her to sing like a baby because they wanted this to be like a prepubescent sort of weird fantasy thing right so they made her sing like a baby but if you see the footage of her singing she's like belting out not as good as what i just did that was great yeah thanks yeah but um that was really good but yeah, it's really interesting, and 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 I wonder if Britney, I would, I have absolutely no idea how close to truth this is, but I wonder where Britney 
the the rise of Britney would uh, correlate with the rise of the uh, the American uh, vocal fry phenomenon. <laughs> wow, wow! So me and some guys. Oh, were... When did Clueless come out? Because that was kind of the Valley Girl thing, wasn't it? But did they have the vocal? Oh, fry? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Britney sings oh. like that, and now that is like a very once you start noticing vocal fry on. Especially an American podcast hosts. Yeah. Hi, welcome to this American uh, life. Yeah, this week we are talking about burritos. What? Your favorite? Yeah, shut the fuck up. I know I do it, right? But I do it <laughs> and I kill <cool> it. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. I had a glass. Don't be such a little bitch. Um, <laughs> Yeah, she, it seems like from a young age, she was like just um, always kind of adjacent to all these really dodgy figures. So there's her dad, um, there's the, uh, the, the the gymnast like camp that I just mentioned. She was first seen um, professionally by Lou Pearlman, who wanted to put her in a, a band called Innocence. And, uh, you know, that ended up not happening. But Lou Pearlman has since gone to prison as being... Um, involved in what's called the biggest Ponzi scheme in American history. If you don't remember that term, that's not Ponzi scheme. That's not some... <laughs> that's a different word. Ponzi. Yeah. Z. Yeah, Z. Big sort of pump and dump financial crimes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she ended up not going with them and ended up going with this Jive Records instead where they, they taught her to sing like a baby. And the rest is history. become... Well, it really is. I mean, that became like an unmistakable Britney sound mm-hmm. in her. I mean, most you can recognise a lot of artists oh, by their voice. Britney wouldn't get very far on um, the masked singer. I tell you that. You think so? Well, she, she, uh, well, she could do Britney. her old school uh, balladeering and fool you. Yeah, I wonder if she can still sing like that after twenty-five years of singing like a baby. <laughs> We've got basically blackout comes at the height of tabloid scandal mm-hmm. with, with Britney you know she's she's been married and broken up with Justin um, and then met this uh, Kevin Felderman is his name the Kevin Federline are you familiar with this guy Federline he's a dancer isn't he, he beat John Cena in the WWE Raw in 2004 he became a wrestler very briefly are you joking no you need you need to get into wrestling man how many people on this list have been in Royal Rumble I'm mad <laughs> I'm starting to think Rolling Stone magazine is edited by Vince McMahon. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> well, the thing about wrestling is, have you heard what Werner Herzog has to say about WrestleMania? Uh, no, <laughs> but I'd like you to do it in his voice. This thing, I can't do an exact quote because I have it, but he was like, I watched WrestleMania and it truly allows you to understand the American psyche, not of the cultural elite, but of the real person you know you've watched this thing um vince mcmahon is kissing a playboy bunny over the body of his comatose wife his son and daughter are throwing each other through glass it is real america and i do think that you get a true understanding of american culture through the trailer trash opera of professional wrestling Wow. So um, Kevin Feder- Federline was... Uh... He was hated. Hated. And this is pre-Britney as well. No, that was, ju- that was right after they broke up with her. 
Ah, okay. So he was a villain. Because of she also she she had a a fifty five hour long marriage to one of her school friends before that as well. Mm. This is in the height of like you know what what will um, unkindly call crazy Britney days. Mm. Um, I remember when she shaved her head off, and everybody was like, "She's fucking lost it, man." Yeah, she she went checked herself into rehab uh, for a day. Um, not normally long enough mm. to um, you even, even sober up. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then went and, and shaved her head in an LA hairdresser's. Obviously, and again, this was this was at a time where, I mean, we we were kids mm-hmm. and we were being presented as, hey, isn't she crazy? Mm-hmm. She's gone loopy. Well, and it was almost a joke um, of like, oh, she's gonna, she's probably gonna die at some point. Yeah, and she deserves know. it because she's a whore. Was the kind of yeah. uh, vibe, and, and it was similar, really. Uh, and actually ended up going that way uh, in the way that was spoke about Amy Winehouse at the time, the mm. sort of the way that the press, um, you know, were pretty complicit in hounding young female artists until they, they like quite publicly went quote unquote off the rails. The American so paps are bad, but the British tabloid paparazzi are the worst in the world. They're driving yeah, people to kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh Sorry for uh, laughing during that, but it's uh, pretty bad. Yeah, so this was all going on this year. So um, her her adjusting is split up. She got up with Kevin Fidland. She had two children, uh, but then then they were getting divorced, mm-hmm. um, and she was like, uh, she lose lost custody of the children. Mm-hmm. Um, that was I think about the same time that this album was released. The album was released early because it was leaked online before it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, release so a very chaotic horrible year for anybody let alone one of the world's most famous people just being followed and as we now know controlled um and then in the midst of all that releases now called blackout i mean the 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 meaning there is pretty obvious you're talking about someone going in and out of rehab it's someone who's been using a, a lot of drugs and alcohol publicly yeah um, and then releases an album that is essentially a sort of night uh, a night a, a nightclub. Sorry, was the word I was struggling to get out. A sort of nightclub fucking crazy dance album. Yeah. About having sex and having fun. Yeah, a lot of uh, you know, get down. I'll come down on you. You come on me. Fuck me. You know, sweat, drink, uh, come. Uh, lick me do this and then we listen to a different album this is old. i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember come come shows up a few times in this record of course of course you found the come <laughs> of course you're the come whisperer every album do you know when you eat a a, a, a nice uh, uh, curry behind a, a door <laughs> and the dog sniffs at the bottom of the door because it smells the curry and it's like <laughs> That's me when it comes on an album. <laughs> wait, where are you eating a curry? Behind the door. The, behind the door? What do you mean? In a bedroom. I eat curries in bedrooms. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh. So, um, so yeah, this album is... um, It was like, critically did okay at the time, but it's, it's it wasn't a huge smash hit. Yeah, but 
but the legacy wise it's kind of seen as a blueprint for the next decade of uh of, of pop albums nobody she wasn't like a popular figure because she was going mental mm. and because she was singing about all this sex stuff people were like listen we really want if, if you could pretend to be the spiritual queen of american values that would be great and she was like no my life's falling apart uh went out with a backing dancer and had two babies with him and now he's you know on raw fighting john cena <laughs> um so she was like a villain so people didn't buy the record a lot but some critics thought it was pretty good and then 10 years after the record came out you know if you listen to this album and then you listen to telephone by lady gaga it's the same type of music yeah yeah like this is i mean all of those oh that electro pop shit yeah well it really brought back i mean even before uh what was the that uh, the robin album to, which was 2010 mm-hmm. um again a very sort of electro pop dance synths i mean there's a, a bit of like soft cell in here and uh all kinds of stuff that that now when you hear it it almost sounds it does face the problem when you listen to it back retroactively that you, you know it's hard to realize how uh inspirational it was because it does just sound like influential rather mm-hmm. um it does sound like you know every pop album of the last 15 years but but this was the first one that was really like this yeah uh, so you know you have to know that to to, you have to uh, 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 you have to be told that to appreciate the context of it if that makes sense what songs did you like um well there's a few sort of all-time britney bangers in here i mean it's britney bitch give me more it's britney what a great bitch. opening track what a great opening track give me give me more give me give and me it's about give me more give me give how me everybody more. just wants more from her all the time yeah. the paps want to see more the the fans want to download more the the dad wants more money. Mm-hmm. All they want is Britney, bitch. Her Las Vegas residency that lasted uh, nearly a decade, which was she wasn't getting paid for, <laughs> and her dad was getting millions of dollars for. Uh, she was getting an eight thousand dollar stipend, which sounds like a lot, but not when you're like a multimillionaire, you know. Um, so she was uh so her that that whole show was called gimme more yeah yeah i mean that that's what this this album isn't laced with brit like you know we we listed a lot of britney bangers earlier and um there aren't i mean there's gimme more and the other only sort of one that you could imagine on like a, a best of commercial best of would be the next song piece of me um i think uh, in terms of well known I have some great facts about the song Peace of Me. Let's hear them. Oh, you want a piece of me. You want a piece of me. So, uh, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were in a relationship. Um, they broke up. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake releases Cry Me a River. Can I just talk about that song for a second? Yes, please do. I love that song. Amazing. And I was a wee boy when it came out, right? Ba-da-ba-da-bop. See the music Ba-da-ba-da-bop. video? ba da so in the music video uh there's like a fake britney yeah it's in her house and he's like and caught in there and you didn't say it and crash inside 
gaggy 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 at the end right so Justin Timberlake's fucking creeping about going smelling her pants and shit in her house while she's one of that's, that's hinted that it's not you know it doesn't show that or they don't say that but you can tell and, uh, and you don't have to let me sniff your pants <laughs> I already know <laughs> just how they smell, smell. right so <laughs> smells like fanny oh cry river <laughs> Uh, so he's like creeping about and I thought that was just like because I was a wee guy I thought that was just her house I thought genuinely Justin Timberlake was creeping about Britney Spears' house with a camera because I'd seen oh, You've Been it? Framed you know I knew cameras were there <laughs> sometimes <laughs> You've been framed 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 So I love that song though I listen to it that's a fucking banger man so the suggestion in that video, or at least this is what people read from it, was that Britney had been unfaithful to Justin, mm-hmm. which is why they split up. Shortly after Justin and Britney split up, Fred Durst claimed that they were dating. Mm-hmm. Britney immediately said, not true. And then 10 years later, Fred Durst was like, that was true. But I guess that was at a time when a girl like that couldn't be seen to be dating a guy like me. <laughs> so there you go, right? I'll be honest with you, there is never been a time when anybody <laughs> has wanted to admit they were going out with Fred Durst <laughs> other than Avril Lavigne who married him so some of the writers on this album were like listen he's done a song about you you need to do a song back about Justin mm-hmm. and Britney's like no I don't want to alright that's not the sort of stuff I do and they wrote her a song called Goodbye My LAX I've heard she that. turned down well, she turned it uh-huh. down, and it was it was then released by um, recent solo artist after leaving S Club Seven, Rachel Stevens. Yeah. If you was in your shoes, I'd go na, 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 goodbye, my LA. Yeah, yeah. Which makes a lot more sense from Britney's like perspective. Yeah. Goodbye, my LA. about Justin Timberlake. Rachel Stevens, I don't know who she's... I remember seeing that guy, and why is she singing about LA? She's fucking British. Yeah, she's for fucking Devon or something, probably. You know? <laughs> where's, where's LA? Good, goodbye, my London Gatwick, please. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, that's a great fact. Well, it gets better. Oh. So they, she'd rejected Goodbye, my LAX, LAX for this album. And then was then uh, offered another song the same writers had written called Piece of Me. That they'd you written be the and had demos recorded. And the voice on the demo, demo was uh, synth pop sensation Robin. Oh. Britney heard it and went, this is fantastic. I'm Let's keep dancing on my own. Let's keep Robin in the backing vocals. So that's Robin's wow. voices on the back. You want a piece of me? I don't think that's her singing that. You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? So yeah, so this is a Robin and piece and Britney collab. You can hear in the background. That's like when we found out Sure was a backing voice on fucking. Um, was it Be My Baby? It's like when James Hetfield did an uncredited backing vocals on Danzig's first solo album. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, all of these three things are the same. Uh, we all know what you're talking about there. You want to and so this is when we get into piece of me, we start to get into some of the influential things of this album. So this is really like before Auto Tune had really blown up, 
And there is a lot of it on this album. They modulate her voice. It's still unmistakably Britney because they've managed. She sings like a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but they there's a lot of especially on piece of me. What a piece of me. There's loads of you want a bit of me. Did you like Freak Show? Um, hello. That came on, <laughs> and I'm like, there's a fucking dubstep song. <laughs> Probably the only dubstep presence on the list. Yeah, in 2007, October, this was released. Pre-Skrillex. Dubstep Bible Untrue by Burial was released in November 2007. This this was released four weeks before Burial. Yeah. Burial, which I've spoken about before, one of the great omissions from this list, right? One of the best sort of fucking noughties electronic albums that one of the most influential albums for the last 20 or so years um, should be on the list. Mm-hmm. But now I see why, because these guys know he was just fucking copying fucking Britney. It's interesting. We've spoken before about that YouTube documentary called All My Homies Listen, Listen to Dubstep. Did this come up on that? Because that's a major m- misstep. Yeah, I didn't. Um, but it, what you do have, you know, it'd be interesting to see almost a, a documentary focus on this two months in 2007 <laughs> in which the fork in the road of dubstep really is laid down yeah. between its early cult underground electronic uh, beginnings and its overstep into mainstream pop because you have at the same time, you know, this like, if you listen to Untrue Now, what you know in your head dubstep sounds like, it doesn't sound like dubstep. Um, it, you know, it sounds like just, you would just probably just call it an electronic album. Does it not get any um, kind of... Whoop, 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 whoop. Not, not like this. Uh-huh. Not not like on this no. song. Um, it, it, you know, du- dubstep is like almost too broad a term to put everything that we think of as dubstep into it because if you listen to this and then some Skrillex and then Archangel by Burial mm-hmm. you'd be like these these are three completely different they don't belong in the same genre so the word doesn't really work um, anymore it's become meaningless but it does have this song does have that sub wop, 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 yeah wop, 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 wop. sub bass wop, 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 wop. transformer wop, wop, music wop. it's fucking crazy man <laughs> Uh, the, the, I would say the album uh, that uh, this is another album where it suffers from one side is good syndrome as a <laughs> as a vinyl. Yeah. First uh, up until song seven, we're cooking, and then songs eight till twelve. Really, I'm like these are these are filler. I love the Junkie XL remix of uh, Give Me More though. I didn't listen to it because it's not in the original press, <gasps> so uh, it is. Uh, any opinions? Uh, any opinions you have about this? One? The new one means isn't. Do not count. They're not relevant to the podcast. So keep these opinions to what? yourself, or say them, and then people can discount them from their mind of the, Wait, we the overall review of the. Record. So when when does your version end? On uh, what? No, why should I be sad? I've got another three tracks, man. I've got yeah. another three tracks after that. And and one of them is five minutes long. You've added a good um, oof, twelve minutes of twelve minutes yeah. of unnecessary listenership. You need to check out the Junkie XL dub remix of Give Me More if you like that dub sound. Listen, if you try to get into your dubstep and you're loving Freak Show by Britney Spears, <laughs> check out Junkie XL dub mix of Give Me More on the extended version. A lot of you know you get a lot of fair weather Britney fans. 
They're not listening to the full extended version of Blackout. All right. Do you remember Junkie XL? Uh, was it them? No, I'm thinking of Jay. J- uh, who did the um, the Elvis? Yeah, that's G- that's GXL, Junkie XL. Yeah, some Come on, come on, come on, come on. See when I was a wee boy. Yeah. See that song in Robbie Williams. Sex bomb? No, that was Tom, Jones. Tom Jones. Here's my three wee guy man. songs. What was what was the Rob? What was the one where he tells us rock DJ Mass yeah, Youth was soundtracked by Robbie Williams rock DJ and a little more conversation by Elvis and JXL and, and a, Tom Jones sex and bomb. Tom Jones sex bomb. <laughs> Imagine you as a wee guy in fucking in Glasgow sex bomb sex bomb I'm a sex bomb yeah. I used to make my uncle laugh by singing that and I would do the people's eyebrow like the rock does. <laughs> wow, that's a mashup right yeah. there. <laughs> so that's 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 the man who made me me, you know what I mean? Um, but you need to check out this. I thought that was on the real album. Give me more junky. It's like a, it's a bit more dubstep. It's kind of like, give me, give me more. Give me, give me, give me more. And it's like all cut up and, oh, he's a good... He's a freaky deaky Dutchman, but he knows how to uh, cut up a classic hit. You know what song I didn't know, which I think is great, mm-hmm. is Get Naked, open brackets, I've got a plan, <laughs> close brackets. It sounds like a made up song, doesn't it? It's great. And again, the, the weird um, like treatment of the the vocals in the chorus, mm-hmm. I think are really it's really cool. And it's like, a, it's like weird electro pop, like... It's, it's, un, it's an unusual song, but I think it's it's probably my favourite song on the album. Wow. I didn't have that reaction to it. I, uh... It's got that chorus where it's like... And you can't really understand anything that he's saying. It's like the voice has been, like, totally become just, like, a meaningless instrument. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Very. You feel the you feel the share. I believe influence on this record. I think you do feel it coming through. Yeah, yeah. I mean that they've taken that and they've ran with it, haven't they? They've gone. I ran. Um, just a different song. Yeah. You want me to sing a different song? (laughs) Please. I ran so far. I don't even think that's how that song goes. You know, I ran so far by Flock of Seagulls. Um, look, I'm gonna be honest. The first half of the album I enjoyed. The second, less so. Um, I haven't asked I you the question look- yet, bro. That's that's fine. I've got other things to say. Oh. I was looking for when I there were so many Britney songs that I really loved that I've re-listened to um, recently. You know, because of this, mm-hmm. um, that I. I you know, I think if you're going to have an album on the list and it doesn't have those songs in it, then I think we're missing some. Do you know what I mean? I think we're missing some big Britney. If we're talking, if we're, if we're using the list as like, you know, I've described it previously as like a PhD in modern music or, or even like just a, uh, a time capsule into the last sort of 100 years of music, then not having Baby One More Time or whatever Wild. on there seems a bit... Wild. Yeah, it seems a bit, a bit crazy. I know we're talking about albums as opposed to um singles mm-hmm. but 
There's songs every time I try to fly, I fall in your no, touch, I love that song. I feel so small, small. and yes, I miss, I you, miss baby. you, baby. Do you know what one I like for her? I know we're just bookended the podcast by talking about other Britney songs that I like, but I like the the, the one for Crossroads was like. I'm not a girl, but not yet a woman. Not yet a woman. That's good. Sorry, did you watch that movie? I wasn't allowed. My big sister went to see it. I wasn't allowed to go because she was with her friends, not her brother. You know what? A little smelly boy in the corner when you're with your friends. I think that was the film where um, a girl I think I quite fancied asked me, she came and knocked on my door Mm. with her friends who I'd never met. Mm, Not a good scene. And uh, and said, oh, we're going to go watch Crossroads. Do, do you want to come watch it with us? Mm-hmm. And I really did not. I didn't know all these people. Mm-hmm. This was terrifying. They'd, she'd obviously said, oh, this guy. This guy's I, cool. kind of like it. This, we like each other. Let's, let's all, you can meet this him. This guy's got really good taste in films. So I think we should take him to see Crossroads. <laughs> For the listener, I recommended that Liam go see the new smash hit film, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once by the Daniels directing duo. And he made fun of me. So I think it's funny that... I didn't make fun of you. I bit your head off for recommending me films when I'm an Ultimo film bro. See, if you All recommended right? a, a metal band to me, I would listen to them. I wouldn't go, what the fuck do you know about metal? Yes, and I would. know 100%. way more about metal than you know about films. I'll say that much. A hundred percent you would. I that wouldn't. is how you would I react. Wouldn't. Anyway, I didn't want to go. I was like panicked that I had no option but to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went, I have to go ask my dad. And I went into the next room. And I said, oh, Dad, can I go to the cinema with uh, with Emma and her friends? And I shook my head at him. I went, you know, they couldn't see, but I shook my head and said, they know. And my dad went, oh, Liam, you can't because you've got to stay in with your brother. And I went, thank you. And I went, okay, went back. Sorry, my dad said I can't. And they're like, oh, okay, close the door. And I was like, thanks, Dad. And my dad's like, why don't you want to go out with the girls? <laughs> What's wrong yes. with you? Your dad's so cool. <laughs> Should we do a quick, uh, we're, I think we're going over this week, but should we do a quick, uh, maybe just the top, Britney's had a few, oh, listen, I'll do the song. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. guys. Oh yeah. We're two guys, tattoos, we're gonna figure out, oh, I don't even know the words if I'm not singing it properly. We're gonna Google the search and then we will choose if it's Tattoo Baha or Tattoo Baha. You're judging and that's what we do. Put them. Right, that's enough. That's enough. Finish it! That was great! What did you get? Tattoo Baha. That was great. That was great. Yeah. It's Tattoo Woohoo or Tattoo Boohoo, bitch. It's TV. Tiwee, Tiwee Beach. It's Tiwee Beehee, Beach. <laughs> right. She's got three tattoos. She has eight tattoos, but I've sent you three. Oh, you've sent me the highlights. I've sent you the highlights. My favourite one, Britney Spears, so let, has a tiny yep. triangle tattooed on her right hand between the thumb and index finger. And according to this website I've found that is weird that catalogues celebrities' tattoos, no one knows what it means. What's a triangle? So my guess, I mean, triangles are ubiquitous in recovery. So if she spent her time in rehab, I would guess that it's <laughs> something to do with that. A lot of people say, nobody knows what it means. It's like, oh, you don't, because you've done no <laughs> research. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, if I, I mean, that might not be the reason. A hundred percent is. Come on. If I see someone who's been in rehab with a triangle tattoo, I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that, that's what that is. You've got me, and I've probably told this story before, but you've got me in trouble telling me that. So now I, when I'm drunk, I talk to people and I go, oh, you got a triangle. I know what that means. And they go, well, don't bring it up. But then why yeah. have it on you? <laughs> why show me your arms if you're covering secrets? Shut up. <laughs> I've got my pin number tattooed on my arm. Oh, and don't bring it up. Bring it up in public. <laughs> <laughs> bring it up on my fucking Amazon account. Buy a new Ethernet cable, you simple dink. Right. Uh, she's also got dice. Uh, Do you need a new Ethernet cable? That was like a very specific improvisation. I just bought a new one off Amazon as well. <laughs> I bought a joy, a one left Joy-Con hey, Ethernet listen, cable. Write what you know, okay? <laughs> the pair of dice on Britney Spears' left wrist are a matching tattoo with her ex-husband, former John Cena opponent, Kevin Federline. Britney's are pink, while his are blue. Matching tattoos. It's always the risk, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, dice as well. I mean, Triangle chance. gets a woohoo from me. Just, just a simple triangle? Yeah, I like it. Woohoo. Subtle, but meaningful. So subtle that this tattoo website doesn't know what it means. Dice gets a boohoo. It's a bit basic, the dice, isn't it? Basic's bad, oh, matching's bad, pink, not a fan. You're, you're, you're reaffirming gender uh, roles with your matching dice tattoo? Come on. Yeah, why don't you roll the dice on some of the, your heteronormative uh, colour? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... Why don't you... Oh, this other one. This other one's bad. Britney Spears has a butterfly and veins tattooed on her right foot. It's probably one of the worst tattoos I've ever seen. It looks like it was done uh, in Thailand at 4am. And I say that with someone with a tattoo done at Thailand at 4am. Yep. It's When you Kim say it's Sabe. a butterfly, when you say it's a butterfly, I mean, it looks like a moth. It looks like the type of tattoo, and I'm not being classist here because I did grow up in a council flat. It looks like the type of tattoo you would see on an overweight 65-year-old woman on a coach who has, like, wow. Tweety Bird uh, <laughs> on her bicep. And then you look down a wee bit and somebody's... She's got Lou Reed's hair, this woman, and she's on a coach. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a moustache. And this is the this is the level. Look this tattoo up. Fuck. And you see this, and you go, "Oh, it is like a lurid, haircutted, over obese uh, woman from uh, Paisley." Yeah, it's um, that's a boo- that's a big boohoo. That's a big boohoo. But is it so chic in terms of uh, trash culture? No, we're not getting trash culture <laughs> on here. It would have to be if, like, if she got that now, you could maybe maybe claim that. But not having a go know. at her because she's had a hard life, a la Sinead O'Connor. However. I think if we went through all eight, we would maybe find a few more woohoos and a few more boohoos. She's had a woohoo boohoo life. The highest yeah. woohoos and the lowest boohoos. You know, you have to have some boohoos to really appreciate the woohoos. <laughs> if life was just woohoo after woohoo, woohoos would become, well, no hoes. No hoes? <laughs> no hoes? <laughs> Well, new hoes doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no hoes doesn't no mean anything either. It means you got no hoes. Wow. <laughs> it means you're utterly holeless without hoe. Let's not use the word hoe. We're saying bitching off in this podcast. I'm talking about gardening. Okay. Liam. Did you, yes. I think you were about to ask me it, but I'll ask you. Did you enjoy an album this week? I enjoyed the first half. 
Yeah. I enjoyed up until and including um, Freak Show. Um, the other songs, Toy, Shoulder, ba, 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 Toy Soldier, Heart's Ice, Ooh Ooh Baby, Perfect Lover, Why Should I Be Sad, um, because you're track 12 on a slowly decreasingly album. Uh, I, I just think... Why yeah, should you be sad? Well, if you have any kind of psychic powers, the next 10 years are rough. Yeah. Um, did I enjoy an album? Well, I really respect it in terms of like influence in the next 10 years. And I think Brennan Spears is a great singer with an interesting life. Um, it influenced 10 years of music that I don't really listen to as well, though. It's like all very well and good being an influence, but an influence on other albums that I'm not that into. It's like, well... Okay. Yeah, but you're a bit well subjective, done, but... though, you know. And I will say yeah. it is interesting. And it's interesting reading about it. It's interesting listening to it. I'm not, you know, I've never had that period of my life where I'm a sweaty fuck monster, you know, going from room to room and darkened clubs. Yet. I don't think it'll ever happen for me. You know? <laughs> I don't think I'll hit 40 and the belly distends and the grey deepens and the bags under you can my be eyes anything you fill up be. with. The shards of broken dreams. I don't think that's when I'll turn into a echid finger fucking uh, cum demon, you know. Mm. But some people are like that, and I'm sure this is a great soundtrack for that. And it's fun to dip into that, you know, orally uh, for a while. Would, I mean, would Robin's Dancing on My Own exist without this album? Hard to say, genuinely. Honestly, would hard to tell. <laughs> that's an incredible song though yeah, yeah. Um, would would Telephone by Lady Gaga exist without this album you know no. like, likely not no. so definitely um, as a blueprint for the future um, of pop uh, very important uh, it's just a shame the way it worked out in that this is the one Britney album and it doesn't have most of her best hits on it um, also the album cover is one of the worst on the, the list insane how bad the album cover is it looks like a word art run by a it's like a menu run by a kind of boho chic coffee club. It looks like a club night for a freshest week. That's much better than what I was saying, yeah. <laughs> She's wearing a trilby and it's got all these like weird squares in the background. And That was a yeah, different... This... Can I just say, people give me hassle for wearing a trilby in 2007. All right? It was cool then. No. Oh, I thought it was. In- incel. In- like, it, it was, was pre-incel. Uh... Incel is try to be cool by being like Britney and me. Ten years too late, you know what I mean? The fashion cycle. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to get into the politics of Trilby, all right? I'm just saying. <laughs> Sounds like you do. When I was 14, I was wearing one. When I was 14, this album came out. That's all I'm going to say. She, she wasn't my influence, a... it was Pete Docker. Um, yeah, so look, uh, you know, well, well done, Britney, on, a, on, a, on laying down uh, an album that became the, the future of pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I I miss I miss some of your bigger tracks. I enjoyed it, not listening to it, but listening to it. Learn, you know, learning about yeah. it and speaking about Britney. Yeah, I'm glad Britney's free. See, at the end of the day, it's Britney, bitch. You know, and that's all you need to see. What's your playlist pick this week? Um, from the album, I'm gonna choose "Get Naked." I got a plan. Okay. Okay, that's cool. That's, that fucks me up, because I thought you were going to go for Give Me More or Piece of Me. Give Me More is class. I'm going to stick on, it's not on your version of the album, but it was on mine. I'm going to stick on Give Me More of the Junkie XL dub mix. Wow. It's class. You need to hear it, and I'm sure you will now. Yeah, okay, I'll listen to it after, so that's your choice. I'll accept that. And what's your uh, what's your secondary 
playlist. Every week we add two songs to the playlist, each one of which from the record, one of which inspired by the conversations we've had discussing. <laughs> so, uh, that was the best you've done, that. You nailed it. Yeah. And then you fucked it at the end by laughing over I the wasn't last word. Laughing. I was putting my voice through a thing the way that Britney does on this record. You want to add a song? Uh, I would put on. I think I might put on Justin Timberlake, Cry Me a River. Absolutely fair enough. What song? There's a song by the Neptunes on this. I can't remember what one it was, but it's good. Um, I am struggling to think of a, a a secondary song. I might put on Dancing on My Own by Robin. That'll show up well uh, enough. It's sure not on the list. Let me do a quick check. Yeah, we can change it another time. Don't worry about it. No, Why don't I'll you check. put on video? <laughs> Seeing as um, how this pipped untrue to the fucking uh, the punch with regards to... Well, you know what? Body Talk by Robin is on the list. It's 196. So, list master um, Christopher knows all. So I will not be putting on Dancing on My Own. I will be putting on a track by Burial. Um, <laughs> released just a few weeks after. There's a lot of Burial songs I love. And if you've never listened to Burial, I'm going to talk very briefly about three different Burial tracks oh, you can listen one. to. No, 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 no. Because you've given me hassle in the past for having too long introductions. You don't get to talk about the songs you don't put on. You just get to talk about the songs you do put on, Liam. So shut the fuck up. How do you like it? It hurts, doesn't it? When you want to share your passions with the world and some freak on a Zoom call shits on your dreams you don't like it i don't like it burial has a song called come down to us which is his 13 minute masterpiece i'm not gonna put that on it's too much um he has another song called claustro which is a fucking banger but in terms of its relationship to this album um i think i have to put on uh archangel from untrue um which was released just a mere four weeks after and uh the fork in the road of dubstep was laid down the shoe is so on the other foot with regards to tangentiality and... Uh, you suggested it! You suggested it! Yeah. Yes, I did. Because I laid a trap for you and you fell right in. And now we're both having a good time. I want to corrupt you and make you like me. <laughs> and it's whacked. Well, you'll, you'll know that happens when I put on some fucking random ass metal band that no one's ever heard of doing a 15 minute song about fucking eating. <laughs> then with a 15 minute introduction by me about why it reminds me of some fucking summer holiday I went on. That sounds like me, man. <laughs> Who's next week? Listen, I know that's one of my jobs. I forgot to find out. Next week, we have the... Unbelievable, Loretta Lynn oh, oh. with the coal miner's daughter. This album, it's a, it's a country, it's a country music, right? Yep, it's one of the greatest country records of all time. I haven't opened my vinyl because I've been waiting for the week where we actually discuss it. But you can hear me, you can hear me tap on the hard, the licorice pizza I'm holding in my hand right now. Ooh. It, He's actually tapping, uh, tapping a, a, an empty uh, pot of butter. That's <laughs> what's making that noise. I fuck tubs of butter sometimes after the podcast to relieve the stress of talking to you. You know how it is. Why would you say, why would you, say you fucked him? That's such a weird You don't get it. Step. You don't get it. 
Thanks so much for listening to the podcast this week. It's been an absolute pleasure spending time with Liam and spending time with you as we listen to the 500 greatest albums of all time.